said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So we have a lot of um, stories we're going to be covering today, a lot of uh, things that are happening in the world. Uh, we got the drone that went down over the last 24 hours over the Baltic Sea, I guess. Uh, we got this drone that's going down, and we have the usual suspects pushing for World War Three now. Because a drone was shot down. It wasn't even shot down. It was a uh, you know, very expensive $30 million drone, and all of a sudden, they uh, knock a propeller off with their fighter jet and in international uh, airspace, and it cost them nothing. It cost us $30 million. You know, it's, not, it's not a good look. And when you have this kind of weak, corrupt leadership, then you're going to be tested. You're going to have China and, and Russia, you know, basically grab whatever they want. If China wants Taiwan, they're going to go and get it under the Biden, uh, uh, Biden administration, the Obama-Biden administration. They're going to walk all over these jokers. They're going to eat their lunch. They know how corrupt these monsters are. Found out that Obama was on the board of the Silicon Valley Bank and that there's all these diversity, equity, and inclusion, things that are going on uh, with these banks. They're pushing an agenda, right? They're pushing a an agenda to indoctrinate and to control people. You know, I don't know why it is that uh, we continue to pay our taxes. At, at this point, you got to look at it and you got to say, Am I getting my money's worth from my government? Because at the end of the day, we agree to pay a certain amount in taxes. And they agree to make our lives uh, better by staying out of our lives. And they're not running efficiently. Uh, There's nothing efficient about government. 
They can't do anything better than the private sector. But somebody, you know, has to get together and put up the roads and and build the infrastructure. Who's going to foot the bill for the bridge? Unless it's a toll bridge, and even then it's a risky proposition. And even then you still might have other situations going on with competitors. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. You don't want 15 different companies digging up the earth, putting their cables in, into the ground. And whose ground is it? So I get, I get why we need government for infrastructure. There's a whole, you know, thousands of examples. But that's about it. What the heck are we even doing in Ukraine? Why are we spending so much money over there? What's the end game? There's no coherent strategy. So we got a drone shot down in international airspace because we're snooping around with a drone. And who knows? We probably shouldn't even be there. Well, it's international airspace. Okay. We don't have a Navy there. We just have some spy plane, some guy on a remote control out of Tampa or out of Germany. And what? It's all satellite driven. It's just crazy. And then now we're finding out that the guy that's in charge of all this, uh, Biden, A, we know he rigged the election. That's how he got elected. And now that he's in power, he has this attitude like as if the law doesn't apply to him or his family. And we're finding out more and more now about new members of the Biden family that are just as corrupt as Joe and James and Hunter. You got Sarah now, the sister-in-law, James's uh, wife, and his sister, Valerie, I believe her name is. They're all in on it. This is just a dirtbag family, man, doing dirtbag things. They're as corrupt as can be, but we always knew it. We always knew that there were a bunch of racist country clubbers that milked the government for all it's worth. Joe Biden's never had a job in his life, except for when he was a lifeguard lying about corn pop, didn't do well in school, lied about it, plagiarized his way through school, lied about all of that. I could play all that stuff, all those clips, and and it's entertaining, but... This is serious business. Our lives are being put in jeopardy right now. We're on the precipice of World War III. And don't you think for one second that Joe Biden, the guy who blew up the Nord Stream 2, is trying to provoke a war to take the focus off of his crime family. Wag the dog. Diversion tactics. And they talk about what we would do and what... You really can't compare the drone in international space with the balloons from China. But for the most part, do you really think China and Russia are concerned about the paper tiger that our diversity, equity and inclusion Air Force and 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 army have become? Do you really think they're threatened by trans in our military? No, I don't think so. Our mask wearing personnel. You know, we treat our military soldiers worse than we've ever treated them before. 
by emasculating our military. You know, um, I just uh, I just read that uh, Wellesley College, all women's school, all girls school, Wellesley College is no longer an all girls school because they're going to invite trans trans dudes dressed up like women are going to now be considered women. (laughs) It's absolutely stunningly crazy. And it's all part of an indoctrination. It's all part of a psyop. It's all part of trying to cultivate a power block. It's all about forging and getting a new group and trying to grow a new group. It has to do with climate change. It has to do with reproductive services. These dudes can't have babies. They might dress up like freaks, but they can't have babies. You know, it's just what it is. We're not going to take any uh, calls right this moment, but uh, thank you for calling in. Um, and it's just gotten out of control. So, you know, uh, James Comer, uh, the oversight chairman, uh, GOP oversight chairman, is uh, really on a warpath lately. I have a bunch of clips from him that I want to get to. Um, I guess we're going to start off with the uh, the drone first, because Fox News, led by Paul Ryan and company, a bunch of globalist neocons, are pushing this war. And why they want to do this is beyond me. But that's what they're doing. So let's take a listen to this. This Brian Kilmeade guy is just off the charts like he's a madman when it comes to his foreign policy, his neocon foreign policy. He's back in the stone ages of the Bush era. He doesn't think. He, he's listening to the wrong generals in general. And, of course, Brett Baer is the same. Hannity is doing the same thing. So I, I'm putting these together, not that we really want to hear. You got to hear it to believe it, I guess, is what I'm saying. And hear what they're saying, because we shouldn't even be there. He said, a $17 million MQ-9 Reaper drone was taken down by Russia with zero cost to Russia. No missile fired. Russia, Russian pilot used the tip of uh, his wing to halt the propeller. Now, that was some precision flying. What the heck was the USAF, U.S. Air Force, MQ-9 Reaper drone doing over there anyway? Russia statement. U.S. drone flight was recorded in Russia's Crimea region in direction of the Russian border. Flight of the U.S. drone was carried out with the transponders turned off, violating airspace rules. Russia fighter jets were lifted into the air after discovery of a U.S. drone. Russia fighter jets did not use weapons and did not come into contact with the U.S. drone. As a result of sharp maneuvering, the U.S. drone went into an uncontrolled flight with a loss of altitude and collided with the water surface. All right. So, so much for the propeller story, but our 
the U.S. account is that the propeller story is such that um, it happened. So we don't really know the truth there. But I guess we can't know the truth because YouTube and America and America's allies don't believe in free speech. They don't want to listen to what the other side is saying. They don't want us to hear what the other side is saying. And I honestly believe that the people that are really and truly in charge are the people that control the airwaves. And right now, that seems to be NATO, the globalists, the neocons, the liberal spooks, and America. They're the ones that are endorsing free speech, uh, endorsing censorship over free speech. It would be nice to hear open dialogue with Russia. But we can't hear it. Only in bits and pieces do we get these crumbs. They don't think we could handle the truth. And that's not right. You know, um, Charlie Kirk went out to California, UC Davis, University of California, Davis. And... Antifa was there. And again, Antifa is a terror group. And again, Antifa.com goes to the whitehouse.gov. Why, why they, nobody even talks about that is beyond me. Has anybody ever heard, has anybody heard one person say anything about that on TV? Why does Antifa go to whitehouse.gov? Why don't any press reporters do that? You know, the, in the press room, the White House press room. Why is not not a question? Antifa. And by the way, nothing for nothing, but they could actually have Antifa.com in an HT access file with a 301 redirect script that basically redirects that page to a page on the White House that says the White House doesn't endorse Antifa. The Antifa is a terror group. They could block it from ever loading anything. They could do a whole thousand things. They could block it. Antifa.com. But they know exactly what's going on. It's a wink and a nod. And Antifa.com still goes to WhiteHouse.gov. And no one's saying anything about it. Nobody's doing anything about it. It's absolutely stunning and crazy. We have a president that gets up at 9, 9 a.m. for the first time ever to warn people about Silicon Valley Bank. Listen. So the funny thing is, is that uh, Jen Psaki admitted this, and it's kind of crazy. I didn't know that he was a late sleeper and a late nighter. President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. He is a night owl. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there conveying that to the American public. Wow. What a lazy dude. I don't know any anyone successful that, you know, doesn't get up early, early to bed, early to rise, work like hell and advertise. That's Ted Turner's slogan. (laughs) <laughs> but um, it's crazy. So let's listen a little bit to these, these, this dialogue from Fox and Friends, from Hannity, and all these warmongers over at Fox News. 
the neocons that want to wag the dog and take the focus and attention off of Joe Biden's um, crime, crime scandal. Let's take a listen. What can happen now? Does this allow what, what's our response going to be? Is it just going to be we we condone this a and we're going to talk to the ambassador? That's it. We should throw three more uh, Reaper drones in international airspace today. But idiotically, we pulled all our, of our naval uh, presence out of the Black Sea when this conflict began. Mike Rounds did respond, Ainsley, the way you would hope. Yeah. Uh, Biden administration would listen to this. This is uh, this instinctive reaction when asked by Jennifer Griffin to comment. I'd just like to get your reaction to what happened today uh, in the Black Sea. Pissed off. I mean, let's just be honest about this for a second. The report coming out of our government is that this was an unprofessional act and environmentally unsound. I'm sorry, folks. They shot down a United States warplane. They took it out of action. And that's the response we get back. So, yeah, not very happy about it. Wow. Talk about a guy that is willing to go to war over a drone. Um, And then here's Hannity opens his show essentially berating Biden to launch World War III. (laughs) Russia and Putin's hostility and aggression against our country, the United States, has now reached a dangerous new height. Now, tonight, the question is this. What will your President Joe Biden do? Is he going to offer maybe another waiver for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline? Put more sanctions in place? Putin's not going to care because he's selling his energy and getting filthy rich. He's selling it to China, the rest of the world. And all of this comes as a new access of evil is emerging between these three top geopolitical foes. China's dictator Xi is now scheduled to hold a very rare but significant meeting with Putin in Moscow. So how much you want to bet They'll probably be trading jokes about just how pathetically weak America's president is. This is beyond embarrassing. This is danger, danger to the safety and security of the entire world. America's enemies are on the move. They are aggressive. They are consolidating power. They're creating partnerships and alliances that the world better take note of while Joe Biden, your president, is asleep at the wheel. Yeah, but these same fools... Okay, and all that's well and good, right? What Hannity just said, it's well and good. It's fine. But we shouldn't be here in the first place. We shouldn't be giving hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine. We shouldn't be having NATO encroach on Russia. We we have escalated this thing because we're covering up our corruption and laundering in Ukraine. And our laundering and our corruption in Syria and our our inability to work out a trade deal with China that makes sense. Pre-COVID, that's exactly what Trump was working on. We're, Trump was working on, they signed it. It was phase one and phase two and soon phase three. And we were working on a trade deal that would have actually been great for both countries. And instead, they launch a bioweapon that was funded, and the cover-up is busted. It was funded by Fauci and company. It was funded by the American uh, taxpayers, unbeknownst to them. 
They got involved with gain-of-function research. They had biolabs all over Ukraine. They had, uh, they got in bed with uh, um, Eco Alliance and Daziak, right? And they're British, and the British are trying to blame now the United States for it. When I think it's probably they're the the British are just as culpable. And like I say, Monica Crowley said something very interesting. She said basically that it could have originated in Ukraine. And it could have then been dumped over at Wuhan as a cover-up. And who knows? That's a theory. But the general theory is it leaked from Wuhan. Okay, right. Who funded it? Well, Fauci got in bed with Daziak, Eco Alliance, and they funded gain-of-function research because it was frowned upon to do gain-of-function here in America. And now the Biden administration won't even denounce uh, gain of function. They they are in essence promoting it as a, a a way to create new pandemics because it worked so well the last time. I mean, like I said, the whole housing, the the whole banking and housing crisis is going to come. It's going to have be rooted like a weed. It's going to be rooted in the COVID lockdowns that everybody warned was a big mistake. Everybody warned about it that the COVID lockdowns resulted in pent-up money that people weren't able to spend. And when the, uh, when the uh, lockdowns were, restrictions were removed, people were spending money like drunken sailors, which is where that comes from. Created too much pressure on supply, created inflation like we've never seen. And the Biden administration was not capable of dealing with it. So the Federal Reserve, another corrupt institution that shouldn't be in existence, uh, starts raising rates to the point where the banks uh, can't afford to pay back the, 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 you know, when someone makes a run on the bank. When people start to pull off their deposits, They can't afford it because they have to sell off their assets at a loss and they can't take the loss. These small regional banks couldn't afford the loss. And who knows if it's going to be domino effect across the board, but we're seeing economic despair. We're seeing open borders. We're seeing um, a very weird and interesting job market. The job market isn't as healthy as it would first appear. And that people in New York are pushing now for $21.25 minimum wage. It was just yesterday they were pushing for 15 And do you really think that that's going to, what is that going to do? That's going to result in automation. You're going to go to McDonald's one day and there's going to be a kiosk. And you're going to basically use your cell phone to order and everything's going to be digital. We have this high crime that's causing that's that's actually a mechanism to push digital currency. They, Lori Lightfoot from Chicago said it. She said, "Don't carry cash." Right? The banks are going to collapse. FTX collapses. They're going to regulate digital currency and set up the central bank, digital currency bank, CBDCs. And guess what? That's what the eighty-seven thousand. 
IRS employees were designed to do. Everybody was barking up the wrong tree when they were talking about, oh, the middle class is going to get audited. That wasn't it. They're rolling out the digital currency system because they know what's about to happen, that money is going to be obsolete. Not only is it too expensive to produce, it it's um, nobody carries money anymore. Nobody pays with cash. Everybody uses a credit card. But these banking systems that are collapsing are going to become reasons for digital currency to be rolled out and regulated, which means that the government is going to control this, just like they're going to control your washing machine and dishwasher and all your appliances. They're going to control how much gas you can put into your car, and they're going to mandate that you get electric, and then they're going to limit the amount of electricity you consume. They're going to mount the, the distance you could travel, right? Unless you have a bike, you could pedal. But it's going to regulate your speech. It's going to associate you with a social credit score system. Are you a good citizen? Do you say and do the right things? It's going to corral you into cities where they're going to have grids that are you know, more expansive. They can control where you live, control what you eat. Already we know that they're polluting the air with these, um, what do you call them, the uh, the uh, air clouds, uh, forgetting the name, but basically those clouds that are going across the, the skies, they're spraying a lot of stuff into our air. They're putting a lot of stuff into our food, this synthetic and bioengineered food. I saw a Whole Foods receipt. It was on meat and it said, your foods were bioengineered. Bioengineered. Makes me feel warm and fuzzy. We're pushing World War III to boot. In the, um, the next D'Souza covered this, uh, what I'm saying in, in a greater detail. Let's take a listen. Technology, we know, can be a force for liberation but it can also be a force for uh, repression. Now, for many years, there has been circulating in the United States a uh, anxiety that technology will produce a kind of comprehensive regime of repression. And one of the uh, ways to achieve this comprehensive control over the American people will be to move away from the dollar uh, to a digital currency, a digital currency. Now, I suppose one could say that we have forms of digital currency today. A credit card, I guess, is a kind of digital currency. We have other financial instruments that would qualify as digital currencies. But we also have dollars. And dollars move around in the form of checks, uh, but they also move around in the form of cash. And arguably that when you have the dollar, you have something that someone can have in your pocket or someone can have, well, in a bank account, but it could even be a Swiss bank account because there are different types of currencies and you can trade one for the other. The point is that your money is not entirely under the scrutiny or control of the government. 
But in theory, if you had a comprehensive digital currency, and um, this could be done on a national basis, the United States, but it could also be done on a global basis, a single currency used by people all over the world. Uh, but it's a currency that ex- exists only digitally. So when you're paid, a cert- you get a certain sort of number, perhaps, which designates that this is the amount of digital money that you have in whatever unit uh, it's called uh, to your name, and you can spend out of that account. But think about it. There would be government uh, and maybe trans-government access to that uh, digital currency. And it's not merely a violation of privacy in which the government would know how much is in your account or what you're spending it on. But of course, it becomes also a tool to control you. Because if the government knows, that could be the first step to the government taking your digital money uh, or uh, making your acquisition or spending of that money conditional upon you doing certain things. You want access to your digital account. Well, you have to take a vaccine or you've got to do this or you've got to do that. So it's not merely what they know about you. It is how much they get to control you. Now, all of this is a kind of backdrop to a a new bill that has been drafted by House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, Republican of Minnesota, and it is to stop the Federal Reserve from assisting in any way in creating a digital currency. So when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute, is the Federal Reserve actually doing that? And as it turns out, uh, President Biden in March of 2022 signed an executive order asking or not asking, requiring the Federal Reserve to, quote, research, experiment. Digital currency. Um, And it's the Democrats that want this digital currency. It's kind of interesting, right? Um, And here's Tucker Carlson saying this about digital banks, uh, the bank scandal. Well, we know we're about to see bank consolidation, big banks eating little banks, and that means less competition More consolidation means more government control. So what are they going to do with that control? Well, all things being equal, if people don't start making a lot of noise and exerting an awful lot of pressure, it'll mean digital currency, a currency that politicians control. Sign up for the CBDC app to get your food stamps. You think that's not coming? Of course it's coming. They'd like it to come in any case. Now, we're not alleging a conspiracy here, but we did notice that the four biggest banks, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Chase, are doing well. And we also noticed that the White House appears to be, maybe we're just reading into this too much, trying to induce runs on regional banks. They seem to be trying to take away your confidence in those banks. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House Secretary, not someone we'd ever accuse of having an original thought, but she's a vessel for the plans of others. Here she is on Friday as SVB was collapsing. Now, she doesn't say a word about the fundamentals of the market or the security of your money in banks. Instead, she talks about the one thing that matters to her, which is the racial identity of the people in charge of our finance system. Watch. I do want to take a moment to note the historic nature of the moment that you see in front of you right now. All three of us are historic first in our roles. The first black woman to serve as CEA chair, OMB director, White House press secretary. The first black woman right in front of you for all of those three important, important key roles uh, in the administration. These people lack all self-awareness, as if anyone would care. Why should we care? 
Is there some reason to care? And by the way, you are discrediting by your stupidity and clear incompetence anything you're promoting. You should keep that in mind. But big picture, if you wanted to make people less confident in regional banks and the banking system more broadly, if you wanted to maybe induce a run on the banks, this might be how you talk. Oh, we're all of a certain racial group. Huh? What does it have to do with whether the banks have enough cash in reserve to cover their balance sheets? So what we do know is that the Democratic Party, the Biden administration, sees this crisis as a means of expanding their control. And we know this because in a recent Zoom call with the Fed, Treasury Department, and other financial regulators with members of Congress, Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona asked whether there was a program in place to censor social media posts that could lead to a national run on banks. Now, that's according to Congressman Thomas Massey. Michael Schellenberg has a great piece on this today. Massey was on the call. So think about this for a second. You've got a deposit at a regional bank that's holding tons, way more than you know, of long-term treasuries that are worth a lot less than they were when the bank bought them. That means that bank is at risk. That means your money's at risk. But Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona doesn't want you to know about that. Why wouldn't they want you to know that? Kind of interesting. That kind of censorship could actually crush people. And you could even take that further, and they would already show their hand. They are willing to uh, rig the system, rig justice, they're willing to, you know, they're pushing this diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, you know, they basically want this equity where it's like if you, you know, depending on where you start out, it really matters where you finish. Everybody's going to basically end up with the same amount of eggs or whatever you want to call it, beans. Um, and so they, they take money out of your account and give it to somebody else because they want everybody to have the same amount. It's 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 absolutely <laughs> you got to get off the grid at that point. You can't play in this system. And but they're going to restrict what you know, you're going to we're, we're going to have to at, at some point start our own ecosystem, start our own world, our own governance, our own trading system. It, it's it, you know, we can't be slaves to the globalist system. And we're so close to, to being sucked into this. It's, it's scary. And the same people are creating these other scandals. January 6th. Here's what Michael uh, Tom Fitton said. Tom Fitton said this. This is a corruption scandal. It About shows uh, these videos show uh, that it looks like the courts may have been messed with. These folks may have been put in jail under false pretenses. And, of course, the American people have been messed with in the sense they've been fed a load of lies on uh, the, what really happened on January 6th. This is- so what did, what did people actually do? They showed up at a rally to complain about election fraud, which was something we weren't allowed to even question. And then they took everybody and threw them in jail. And they rigged the judges, according to Tom Fitton, who does great work over a judicial watch. And meanwhile, you got this Biden crime family. You got this Biden um, incompetency. 
You know, I was reading this. It says they lied about Wuhan. They lied about COVID. They lied about masks. They lied about Ukraine. They lied about biolabs. They lied about Las Vegas shooting. They lied about the train derailments. They lied about fentanyl, Floyd. They lied about January 6th, all to stop one man and one movement. They hate Donald Trump. And the guy that won 81 million votes, listen to what he has to say. But my focus is just stay focused. But my focus is just stay focused. The guy's not the sharpest tool in the shed, right? Not by a stretch. Reading this, Antifa, you know, is basically the the militant arm of the Democrat Party, right? Hundreds of Stanford students lined the halls yesterday to protest. Now, this was um, Antifa showed up at UC Davis for a uh, Turning Point USA speech Charlie Kirk was giving. But this is one where this lawyer was speaking up about this diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, talking to a bunch of Stanford lawyers, hundreds of students uh, lined up. Oh, so he was interrupted by Jenny Martinez, a dean, law school's dean. And then she had to apologize to a guy named Kyle Duncan. And because she apologized because she was completely out of line, all the students lined up and shamed her. Almost as if the students have taken over, you know, and they're all woke. They're all misguided. There's a guy named Mislav Kusik. He's a member of parliament over in Europe. And he says, today we are witnessing the burning of billions of doses of COVID vaccines around the world because no one wants them. It would have been better if we burned them all immediately and thus saved the health and lives of many citizens. He says it in a foreign tongue, so that's why I can't play it. There it is. So, but that's what he in essence said. (laughs) It's really great stuff, though. Um, What he did got major applause. All right. So now I want to get to the Biden crime family because there's a lot of that going on. This is the latest. This was on Fox and Friends this morning with uh, 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 Senator Mace. Let's listen. This time we know Hunter Biden was up to no good. We didn't know how far uh, this would go. But now we got the bank records from Bank of America and it reveals uh, other Biden family members involved with millions of dollars worth of transactions with this Chinese energy company. How significant is this discovery that James Comer announced yesterday? This is major. This is a major discovery. We are also getting access to the suspicious activity reports from the Department of Treasury. But what we learned yesterday was there are multi-million dollar deals that China paid one of the Biden associates. And within 24 hours, less than 24 hours, actually, that money was then given to three members of the Biden family. Um, To say that China wasn't paying off Biden or his family members would be a lie. That is exactly what they were doing. Doing multi-million dollars worth, and it's insane that people don't want to have this investigated. Treasury has not helped. Uh, they finally gave it over. They wanted to know why you weren't in the majority. Now that you're in the majority, do what other uh, things are you looking to subpoena to request? 
Well, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And quite honestly, Brian, the, seeing the whistleblower reports I've seen on a number of different issues, including fraud and abuse in our federal government, it's hard to know where to start. I just read a whistleblower report, for example, the other day where someone at the Pentagon was essentially paid off a million dollars to give a non-competitive sole source contract to their favorite uh, software company for $10 billion. This kind of thing that is going on with the Biden family, it is prevalent, it is pervasive, and it needs to stop. We need to have referrals once we have an investigation. If crimes were committed, referrals need to go to DOJ. People need to be fired. There ought to be consequences to bad and illegal behavior. I don't care uh, how high of of an office you carry. People need to be held accountable. Wow. And uh, I didn't know about the uh, Pentagon uh, deal, but I've, I've known about that stuff for years. I mean, it's happening all the time in government, and that's just what happens. Um, let's take a listen to uh, another uh, clip. Um, this is Clay Higgins. There's not a single thing that I've observed at all from the, that would affect me or the United States relative to my son, Hunter. Well, that was Joe Biden some five months ago, changing the narrative around his son, Hunter, saying that he's not aware of Hunter doing anything that would have hurt the United States. Now, in the past, the president has said he didn't know anything at all about his son's business dealings with China. But now the House Oversight Committee is putting Hunter Biden under the microscope. House Oversight Chair James Comer has repeatedly, reportedly rather, subpoenaed Bank of America asking for records relating to three of Hunter Biden's business associates. One of those associates is a man named Rob Walker, Senate and House Republicans say Walker, Hunter Biden, and several others formed a joint business venture with a Chinese company. Government records, court documents, and Hunter Biden's laptop all show that, quote, Biden made $5.8 million from two deals with Chinese business interests. Meanwhile, the ranking member on the House Oversight Committee, Democrat Jamie Raskin, wrote a letter that was obtained by CNN calling the Republican investigation a, quote, invasive and overbroad subpoena to private individuals as part of an investigation targeting the business dealings of family members of President Biden who have never held public office. Here to discuss this is Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins. He also sits on the House Oversight Committee. Congressman, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, ma'am. What is your response to that letter from Congressman Raskin uh, basically saying that Hunter Biden shouldn't be investigated because he doesn't hold public office? Well, Jamie's a smart guy, and he knows that his people are in a bind because now the Republicans have majority control of the Oversight Committee, of which I'm one of the senior members. Um, We're going to get to the bottom of what appears to be a tremendous amount of of, uh, very suspicious money moving through the Biden crime family. And we're we're most certainly going to reveal that stuff. So Jamie is going to be, he's going to obstruct us as much as he. Well, there's, that's not the best clip. And I want to play a better clip. Um, There's a clip that, that basically says the money uh, that was coming in, uh, went into their private bank accounts, private accounts, which is incredible, really, when you think about it. Uh, I just just noticed that 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 particular interview moved too slow. Um, So I'm going to play this one instead. Let's take a listen. Well, that's James Comer. His job is oversight committee as members of... 
it does show a pattern that uh, the Biden family was receiving money directly from China. And the question I have, Sean, is what were they doing in return for that money? Well, that's James Comer. His job is oversight committee as members are reviewing 14 years of documents they received from Hunter Biden bank records. Chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer out of Kentucky, is with me now. And, sir, good morning to you. Thank you for your time and for being here today. I want to try and clear up a few matters. You were on with Sean last night, okay? So you have received mm-hmm. through Bank of America thousands of these records that go back 14 years. Uh, one of them includes yeah, we- an associate by the name of Rob Walker. And you said last night that two months after Joe Biden left the office of the vice president, so that's January, February, what, March of 2017, I'm guessing. Yes. Around that time, yes. he received a $3 million wire from two people directly associated with the CCP in Beijing. What is that all about, sir? You made the claim. What did you discover? Well, we discovered that they got a $3 million wire uh, two months after Joe Biden left office. And then the very next day, from that account, that Walker account that appears to be a pass-through account, then they started wiring money to Biden family members, plural. And there were three different Biden family members that received a cut from that $3 million, including a new Biden family member that's never before been included in any of these investigations. So our question is, you know, what exactly did they do to receive that money? What was the purpose of that $3 million wire. Now, that's just the first wire that we've actually been able to obtain bank records on. There are many, many more. Okay, you you put your finger on it there a second there. Okay, you said, what were they doing in return for that money? Do you have an answer? I do not. But, you know, the, the media says, well, this is a Hunter Biden investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. And we're investigating the Biden family. And And again, after this new batch of information, it expands. There are more family members involved in this than just the president's son. And what they've said in the media, oh, this was for, for business. We can't identify any business. It, it appears it went into their personal accounts. So if China's investing with the Bidens in a business, we can't find any business. They don't manufacture anything. They don't sell anything. They don't own any real estate. We don't know what the business is. You know, My theory is it's influence peddling. And if so, then that that's wrong. That's what we call a foreign agent. Uh, there are rules with who could be foreign agents, and you have to be registered to be foreign agent. So, you know, the question is, what were the Bidens doing to receive the, these massive amounts of money from China? Now, we have the first wire, and we've traced it from China to the Biden family members. We have many more uh, to okay. obtain. Okay, so two more points here in the time we have left. You said another name popped up. Whose name is that? Are they a relative directly tied to the family? Well, they're a Biden. Uh, I'm not going to disclose that new name because that uh, really changes things. Because uh, what we assumed was this was just about the president's son and two brothers. But now there's a new name that's emerged. So and, and they are a Biden. So we've got a problem here uh, with respect to trying to determine what exactly this family was doing 
to to okay. receive these okay. transactions from China. This is important. And I think every American yeah. should be concerned about yeah, that. This I is an it. issue of national security. Yeah. Let, let's see where it goes. OK, it's been five years. And yeah. what do we have for it? Five years. Long time to be investigating. Apparently, you have found suspicious activity reports and you've been assured by the bank that they're going to give you that information. So what that reveals, I do not know. Uh, the ranking member on your committee, Jamie Raskin, says this. I fear this wildly overbroad subpoena suggests. We don't really care what Jamie Raskin says. Raskins are little rascals, what he is. Um, it's crazy stuff. It's absolutely crazy. And we know that this is just the tip of the iceberg because we also played this about um, their investments in Freeport McMoran and Emperex. It's a, it's a mineral called cobalt. Let's cobalt. educate the committee on cobalt. Cobalt is a mineral, a metal that is essential in the manufacturing of electric vehicles. Cobalt is one of the most important components of electric car batteries, solar panels, and other renewable energy sources. A Tesla long-range vehicle requires 10 pounds of cobalt, more than 400 times the amount of cobalt needed in a cell phone. Two-thirds of the world's cobalt production comes from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Hunter Biden has been heavily involved in the 2016 sale of a cobalt mine in the Democratic Republic of the Congo to a company that is a Chinese company. He was very involved. The New York Times has reported on his level of involvement. So do you mean to tell me that Joe Biden, who was then was a former vice president of the United States, then candidate for the presidency of the United States, now president of the United States, had no idea that his son was engaged in the sale of a cobalt mine to a Chinese company at the same time when the centerpiece of Joe Biden's energy policy is electric cars in the United States and more green technology. I mean, come on, folks, that is just crazy. <laughs> you can sit here and try to lecture us about the leaks at Mar-a-Lago, which, by the way, let me also state for the record for the American people. There have been no hearings. There have been no classified briefings about documents at Mar-a-Lago. So the Two standards of justice. And, you know, the clarity to that is it's an Arizona based company that got billions of dollars um, from China secured. By the Bidens, because the Bidens were making promises. So basically, China was saying, okay, we need a good mining company. We'll go ahead and choose Freeport McMoran. And then the Bidens made sure, that, okay, Freeport McMoran's the choice, right? They're going to be the mining company that we're going to choose to get the job done in the Congo. But we got to get the rights. We got to get uh, the, the, all this, the, the, the mining rights. We got to get the upfront seed money and we got to get a guarantee that we're going to get a return back on our investment. And all of those things were done by the Bidens. And they sold out to China this money. And Freeport McMoran then went and mined child slave labor in the Congo. Child slave labor is what the Bidens are all about. They're all about slave labor coming up through the open borders as well. Makes the corporations that fund, it, fund them happy. But this is just another revenue stream. And guess what else happened? So not only did they procure the mining, 
with Freeport McMorrin, an Arizona-based mining firm that got seed money from China procured by the Biden crime family. But then after they got the cobalt and they they su- supplied Emperex, a Chinese-based battery manufacturing company. So they not only had the mining on the supply side, they had the buyer side too. They had the buyer of the cobalt all lined up. So they had the whole supply chain rigged up to get rich. I mean, and it's all with China. Who's going to take Taiwan? Who's eating America's lunch? Who's getting a free pass when it comes to the Paris Agreement? Basically, slave labor is part of the globalist movement. And it's basically using Indian and uh, American, uh, Chinese and India populations. There's about 3 billion people in, each, you know, in both of those countries. And they're going to use them as slave labor. Forget about the Uyghurs. And the NBA, the same thing. Very liberal NBA sells out to China and could care less about the Uyghurs and the, the Muslim slaves there in China. But this is the kind of thing that's been happening. These people that say they care don't. These people that say they uh, people need a minimum wage don't care about minimum wage. They care about slave labor. They care about their corporate partners. It's exactly why it is that the corporations and the media play ball with the Democrats because it's all part of a globalist mission to control populations, control people. And and if you don't play ball with them, you're gonna be you're gonna be in big trouble. So it's a serious, serious time that we're living in. A serious time where we have endless corruption where you could turn to Fauci. He talks about his royalties. You talk about the military-industrial complex benefiting from the Ukraine crisis and the Russian conflict and the Chinese conflict. Military spending is on the rise as a result. We're in a new arms race. And you hear about these deals that we just heard about that Nancy Mace, the representative from South Carolina, told us about this morning about a million dollar kickback for a $10 billion contract. No bid. Those are the types of things that are happening in our government. Why we're paying and footing the bill for any of this without protest is beyond me. We should be protesting. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can, because it helps us carry this America First policy message to make America great again. So it makes a difference. Be sure to recognize magapack.org. Buglecall.org is our other arm. Also, we use Red State as the promo code over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. I'm from a small town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C., but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. 
just to bury my kids right up to there.